0: N E T S U I T E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, tresses? How's it going? I am Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. Hope you're okay. I am okay. I'm all right. I've been doing coffee on and off. Yeah, you know, I still have a coffee sponsor. I don't do it. It's it's sort of like a given, but uh, justcoffee.coop still sends me a couple of bags, three or four bags a month of coffee just from you know, years of, of, of that loyalty, that dynamic that we had forever. I've, I've always got some coming in, and I hadn't been drinking it for a while. I've been using it for barter. Gifts and barter. Hey, you need some coffee, pal? Here you go. I'll give you two bags of coffee and these two records for those two records. Yes, actual barter down at uh, Gimme Gimme usually with Dan down there. But uh, now I'm I'm sort of back on it. I'm I'm having a little bit of coffee here and there. And it's amazing. It's amazing. How quickly it just creeps up on you, man. I'd forgotten what it's like to be fully capable and jacked out of your brain for some uh, excitable and excited conversation in the morning. But I'm starting to feel that a little bit again. I've been drinking like a little bit of coffee in the morning then tea later in the afternoon. But I can slowly feel the coffee just creeping up on me. A little bit. John Goodman is on the show today. And what a, what a nice fella. Had a nice... Kind of weighty chat with John, Uh, great guy. He's obviously obviously you know him from everything. He's he's currently on The Connors, but you know him from the Coen Brothers movie. You know him from Roseanne. You know, you know, he's it's John Goodman, and I was thrilled to talk to him. So trick or treat? How how was it for you? Oh, I have I haven't talked to you since the special. Let's start with trick or treat, and then I'll go back a bit. There's a couple of things going on, and I'll tell you exactly what went down with the special. But I bought a ton of fucking candy. Good stuff, too. I don't fuck around. I don't know what you like, but I know what's good, and it's probably better than what you like. I'm full on. You know, I got a full bag of Reese's, glow-in-the-dark Reese's. It's just the packaging. And then I got uh, a bag of what was in there, Twix, Snickers, Three Musketeers Caramel, And then another kind of Snickers. Pretty good. Solid. But I, you know, kids started coming, man. I got back in time. I had the big bucket of uh, candy, and they started coming, and I thought, like, I gotta get through this because I cannot have any of this. My agenda, on Halloween was to have no leftover candy. And I thought it was inevitable that I would have leftover candy, but I really couldn't have it in the house. So when they started coming at 6.30 or so, I started giving these kids like three each. Three or four kids would come, three three pieces of candy, two or three pieces of candy. And then all of a sudden they just kept coming. I had like 30 or 40 kids and their parents, uh, I some really young kids with their parents. I was just wearing like, you know, I I was wearing my workout clothes, actually, because I'd just gotten down from the mountain and I cooked dinner and then they started coming. So I didn't change. And uh, it was very cute. All the the, uh, costumes were cute. Uh, The parents' costumes were cute but there was one kid who came with his his parents and he was holding some sort of thing with a blinking light on it. I don't remember what, maybe it was the, the actual basket that you put the candy in, had some sort of light on it. But I walked to the door in my shorts and the kid could see me and he was terrified. I I had no costume on and I could, I could see this kid must've been maybe three. And I just came running up to the door and he backed up and I'm I was like, "What? Take it easy, kid." You know, and I opened the door and I gave him the candy, and he's still looking at me like, "What the fuck is this guy?" And uh, eventually, I just said, "Oh, you look so cute," and was nice to him. And then he was like, "The light, the light, the light," and he kept pointing to the blinking light. And I, I think he he overcame his fear, and uh, we. He wanted me to to know and see and acknowledge the light that he found so much joy in. And I did that, and I felt better. Didn't want the kid leaving scared. So what's the point? Point is, I held back like five pieces of candy because there were large groups of kids coming to my door. Some of them a little old for the trick-or-treating, I think, to be quite honest with you. And um, and I didn't want to have another group come and then come up one short for some kid, because I, for some reason in my mind, I thought, like, I don't want to ruin some kid's life. What if some three-year-old comes up and I don't have any more candy? What am I getting? Do, do I want to be that memory? Do I want to be that disappointing guy? Do I want that to be stuck in some kid's cr- Like, it's really going to make that big a deal? Christ, it's not emotional abuse. It's just a grown-up out of candy. But I held back five. And that was it. And I threw them in the freezer. And the next night I ate them. And they were so fucking good. I, I want, wish I'd kept more. But I'm glad I didn't keep more. Whatever, folks. That was Halloween. Went well. Uh, the other thing I want again, again, I should fucking write him an email. I must have his email. Got to thank Ken Burns for, uh, for this country documentary. I finished watching it. All eight of them. They're about an hour and a half, two hours each. And it's just one of those things. Like I said, I had some country records, but I had no context. And now I have a whole new pantheon of magicians and wizards to be emotionally engaged with their stories. And I'm talking about country music performers. And, you know, it filled with wonder about their music because now I have a context for them. Now, I told you about Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, but, you know, I went out and I chased down some Bill Monroe records. I downloaded the nitty-gritty dirt bands, May the circle be unbroken because it was them pulling some of the old timers in: Roy Acuff and uh, Doc Watson and uh, Vassar Clements and and Maybelle Carter. And I'm I'm re- reinvested in Dolly Parton. I just picked up another George Jones and Tammy Wynette record. I pulled out my Leuven Brothers record. I pulled out my Earl Scruggs and uh, and Lester Flats record. And now I'm invested. So, thanks again. Ken Burns for for giving me this whole it's just a whole world that like I I feel connected to because there's no uh, country without blues and there's no jazz without blues and everything sort of this. It's all kind of swirls together. And uh, I'm just I'm thrilled about it. I'm thrilled to have this this backdrop to have these people sort of be real people in my mind uh, as I listen to their music now. So the special, as many of you know, um, last week, we it took months, years even, over a year leading up to this taping of my uh, new Netflix special. And you know, as, again, apologies to Boston for not being able to do it, but we chose the Red Cat Theater here in LA, which only seats a few hundred people. It's a large black box theater, they call it. And we built a beautiful set for the show. But my one fear... Going in, you know, and this happened after the fact, like I knew we would make it look great, which it did. I knew we could do all the things we wanted to do with the camera, which we could. But my fear was that this was one of those theaters where people it's a type of theater where they do experimental stuff. It's a type of theater where, you know, it doesn't have the big proscenium. It's not a huge theater. It's a it's a black box theater. And when you go to a black box theater, you're waiting for something intense. You're waiting for something intimate and uh And impactful. Uh, You're waiting for, you know, something heavy. It's it's not a funny space. Now, I'm not saying that the larger theaters, the pristine, the proscenium theaters, the uh, mostly vaudeville houses and old theaters and cities. You're not expecting something, but they all they all sort of have their dug in personality, whereas a black box is something you can make whatever you want. But there's also I just felt there was going to be some some expectations and some not apprehension, but just a, a kind of intensity to the space itself that would uh, might stand in the way of laughter. But we, it was Wednesday night. And there was a seven o'clock and a 10 o'clock taping. Now, a seven o'clock show, even on a Friday or Saturday, that's a, you know, people got to come right from work. And I didn't know who was going to be there. And we only made about 200 and uh, uh, change, yeah, maybe a little over 200 seats available for each show, which is very intimate. But, man, you know, I'm all jacked up. I got my new clothes on. You know, we're backstage. We're doing it. We're doing sound checks. I got Luke Schwartz uh, Opening for me, getting people warmed up a little bit. And then you go out and you got all the cameras and it's a TV taping. And, you know, I've been working this shit a lot. And I go out on that seven o'clock show and the audience wasn't bad, but my fears about the space were realized is that, you know, they were present, but they weren't laughing enough. And as a comic, you kind of need the laughter to get a role going. But the thing was is I didn't feel like I got over the hump. And it was nobody's fault. You know, but like in between shows, I was kind of frustrated. I was like, I'm glad we have another one. I hope it goes good. But everybody there, Netflix people, everybody's like, that was great. That was great. That was great. And I'm like, thank you. It was great. But in my heart, I was like, it's got to be better than that. I gotta connect better than that. Why the fuck did I do it at this theater? Is this next show gonna be a problem? Am I fucked? Am I gonna have a mediocre special? I know it's gonna look great, but I don't wanna to have to you know, sweeten it or add laughs or any of that kind of shit. Like what, what, fuck man. I was a little freaked out, folks. So going into the second taping at 10, I was like, God damn it, man. I gotta stay open, You stay even more open, and fucking connect with this, deliver this shit. And it was great. The second show, it rolled, I improvised a bit, I got loose, I kind of, you know, was myself more, and maybe that's always the way it goes, but uh, thank fucking God, even if I don't believe in God necessarily, thank the universe for doing, I didn't, to walk away from a special taping and not feel like you got it, what a nightmare. So it went good, I think it's going to be pretty, I think it's a pretty powerful bunch of material, pretty... Pretty, you know, I take it to the edge. I take it to the edge, folks. So, listen, before I bring up John Goodman, I wanted to read this email. I thought it was nice, if I could. This is from uh, Allie. Subject line, Argus. Hi, Mark. I am halfway through your episode with Argus Hamilton, and I wanted to share a small story with you. I saw the Monday newsletter announced that he would be on the show. I was very happy to see you'd finally been able to get him on. Argus played a small but important role in my early teen life. When I was 12 or 13, 1985 or 86, my dad checked into the care unit at Cedars, 30-day program for alcohol addiction. I'd go visit him, and while I liked visiting him... I started asking to go so I could talk to his roommate. His roommate was this funny, nice guy who talked to me like I was an adult, didn't talk down to me, and was genuinely interested in chatting with his roommate's daughter. It will come as no surprise that this was Argus. I think he finished the program before my dad did, or vice versa, so at some point I knew I likely wasn't going to see him ever again. His parting gift to me was a comedy store t shirt that I wore all the time. It was pretty much my favorite thing for a long time. I still have it somewhere. At the time, I didn't know much about the Comedy Store, just a little I'd heard from Argus. And obviously, it wasn't until years later I came to learn about its history. Over the years, I'd see his name somewhere and was happy he was A, still alive, and B, still working and doing what he loved. And I always looked forward to hearing guests on your show, or you, mention him. So thank you, Mark, for finally having him on. The ride to work this morning definitely sparked a strong memory, and that voice, that voice, it's exactly the same as I remember. Best, Allie. Thanks for that email. That's so nice. I like hearing about things that, you know, have an impact on you when you're younger and they're good things and then they come sort of full circle. I was, I'm was i happy I had him on and uh, he told me he's getting great, uh, great feedback from it, so that's nice. Now, look, folks, uh, John Goodman doesn't talk much like this uh, in public. He doesn't do a lot of these kind of long-form interviews and it was a... Uh, It was really, you know, and, you know, he's such a a sweet guy, such a memorable guy, such a, you know, huge talent and, uh, sort of a part of all of our lives. If you've been alive watching anything, movies or television for the last two decades or three decades, even. So, so this was great. And, uh, as I mentioned before, the, the Connors airs Tuesdays on ABC and, uh, and I'm sure you can enjoy. Go enjoy John Goodman and whatever he's done, and now you can enjoy me and him talking right now. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the Best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point want to get the most out of what you read the fox page is for you get it now wherever you get your podcasts Oh! i was on the uh lozenges yeah oh my god
1: they give me too much nicotine and i start getting hiccups and
0: oh you get the hiccups yeah some people get that weird thing with the gum, too. The stomach yeah, or the did hiccup. Too. Yeah, I too. too. Oh, yeah. No, I just I ate them all day long. I would go to sleep with them in my mouth. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> and I'd wake up, and it was like the first thing I'd do. I couldn't, like, I just, it was so, uh, it was just so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I get to the point where I'm shaking. When you don't have them? No, when I do. Oh, when you yeah. do it?
0: I uh, yeah I just and I don't know no, what... No,
1: I know what I'm talking about it
0: yeah I don't know what I, I never got involved with the vape thing because it was too much like the cigarettes yeah and I like I haven't smoked a cigarette for over a decade but I got on those lozenges yeah and then I go I then I smoke uh, what happened is I that get off them all together then I smoke one cigar and then like you know then two cigars and then you know I'm eating cigars you know yeah. I get, and then I got to get on the nicotine I inhale them the cigars yeah, yeah you can't help yeah. it. You can't, I mean, I just can't, uh, but I've been off them for two months, and I can't, and now I'm off everything. I've been sober for like 20 years, and now, uh, not great. <laughs> it,
2: it,
1: it beats the alternative, man. That's for sure. I got 12 years myself. Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's getting better, too.
0: Right, it does. You know, it's like when you finally get that clarity, and you're feeling you know, relatively comfortable in your own skin. I mean- the worst thing about it is that uh, you know that's it. That's all there is. You yeah, <laughs> it, that's uh, that's the hardest thing to accept. But
1: I didn't know that for thirty years. Right, right, right. And it, it took me a long time to just okay, this is all right. Yeah. And, and when I look around, it's better than all right. It's pretty good.
0: It's good. The gratitude element is the always the missing factor yeah. when you're hard on yourself. You know, because I'm just sort of like fuck it. You know, what the fuck? What's the fucking point? I'm an asshole. And then, and then you know, if you if you're able to manage
1: it which i'm not great at
0: you know it's okay
1: well yeah i figured nobody owes me a thing right
0: (laughs) take care of yourself right nobody owes you anything but that doesn't mean there's not a world full of assholes out there oh
1: yeah (laughs) and mostly they you you have to laugh at them
0: yeah well that's the best way to do it yeah you know as opposed to sort of my my thing is is i get into a thing where like that guy's an asshole why am i not more like him
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's why,
0: successful yeah exactly <laughs> why, like why am i the medi- medium level successful asshole why do i try so much I, well that's the thing and then i pretend like i'm not trying i don't think but i don't you find that as you get older you give less of a fuck yeah oh yeah that's uh that's a big part of it
1: natural right yeah it just happens when i i'm fine with I don't have to please everybody, which is, like, a big deal with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, when did
0: you learn that one? Just listen. Yeah? Yeah. When did you learn that one? I didn't. Oh, the, I'm the, still doing it. Yeah. Not pleasing people? Yeah, but at least I know when I'm doing it.
1: Yeah. I, and, yeah, it was usually a, I can please people without trying so fucking hard at it.
0: Well, right, when you're not sitting there assuming you know what they're thinking. Yeah. I. That's a, that's a weird key to the whole thing is realizing, like, I'm making up most of what o- other people are thinking about oh, yeah. me or about this. Projecting.
1: Uh, yeah. Your shit on them, yeah. And, and what what do they need? Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll provide that. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then you just end up exhausted and drained, and you can't fix people. And yeah, if I'm in
1: New York, I start talking with a New York accent. Oh, uh, I'll do that too. Yeah, and uh, or England. Yeah, do you do English too? No. <laughs> but <it's>, yeah, <laughs> it. it sounds exactly it? like what it is. What is that about a, a dick with ears? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I I do that too. Like you can hear it on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I get somebody in here who's New York or Jewish, like Mel Brooks was on the show. Oh Jesus! Within minutes, I'm like, Are you kidding me? (laughs) blood Of course, I think. No, I'm from Brooklyn, 1940. You know, like what is that?
1: I don't. And and keep me out of Texas. Uh, 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 Oh, yeah. How you doing?
2: You
0: just, oh, yeah.
1: I just go to it.
0: I don't, but it happens naturally, right? Yeah. I can't figure out what that is, uh, what part of my brain does that because I do that too. But you think it's sort of a, a people
1: pleaser. It, you do. I want to be one of you.
0: Right. But is that pleasing them or is it just sort of like, I'm done with me? You seem to have a, a, a good handle on yourself. My brain says that
1: I should be more. It's, like just, that. it's just like surrendering everything I am to uh, what they want.
0: Or just want to be like that. Can whatever. I fix
1: that truck for you? <laughs> I, have, I know nothing about trucks. Yeah. Truck. <laughs>
0: yeah but, <laughs> but, let me pop the hood. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's under there.
1: <laughs> oh, damn, I haven't done this for years.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Did where'd you grow up? In St. Louis. Is there a Missouri accent?
1: I'm sure there is. Yeah, I went to school in Springfield, Missouri, and that's a little bit closer to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Ozarks.
0: Yeah. I was just in St. Louis. Missouri's like a slightly frightening state to me. So. Yeah. A little, bit, a little bit, a little bit conservative for my taste. Uh, yeah, right? a lot conservative. Yeah, I would say so. But I did shows in St. Louis, and it's what's surprising is, is that uh, you know, there's terrified uh, uh, progressive people everywhere, and uh, sure. they'll come out. Hey, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: Uh, yeah, I got to go there Thursday. You do? Yeah, I'm doing something at Washington University, Q and A Q&A or something. And that's
0: in St. Louis. Yeah,
1: and what you, you don't know what it is. It it's supposed to be a lecture. Yeah, thing, but I have absolutely nothing to give or add to anybody, and so I, it, it, can they just
2: ask me stuff? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll do it. Just give me a moderator
1: and a chair, somebody I can hear.
0: Yeah, so they just want you to. Did you, you didn't go to school there? They're no,
1: just... I, it, that was like the Harvard of St. Louis. I mean, it's real. It's a real great school.
0: And what's the uh, what is the umbrella of the lecture series? Is it an acting know. thing? You don't no, know. They just you just got.
1: Just, uh, they wanted a famous guy from St. Louis, I guess. <laughs> they, I could get Kevin Klein.
0: That was it? Short yeah. list? Yeah.
1: So when you were,
0: uh, so you grew up there, you, how many, you got brothers and sisters? I got
1: one brother, 14 years older, wow. and a sister that's almost two years younger. Yeah, uh, apparently my mom had a partial hysterectomy, and I was a major surprise because my brother was born in 1938. Yeah, and then there was World War II, and it came back, and I was I came along in '52, which it, it shocked everybody.
0: So that's a real baby boomer. Yeah, and your brother was already there 14 years. Yeah, wow. So is he still around? Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, he's uh in St. Louis.
1: And uh, so was your dad in the military? Yeah. Oh, he went. Yeah, I don't know much about it because he died a month before my second birthday. Wow. And before my sister was born.
0: So, like right, be, like right before He died
1: like, in May, she was born in November. Oh, that's
0: crazy! Yeah, that's like uh, that's terrible. But I guess on some level, you
1: you have no memory no, of him. No, yeah,
0: none at all. And so you dealt with that sort of that
1: absence thing the whole time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, my brother came back. He le- he had to leave, just get out, mm-hmm. and he came back, and he was like a stranger, and trying to do the right thing with me, right? And I just. Kind of cocooned. Oh, really? Yeah. You um, just clammed. You... I just, I, I just lived in, in my room in the basement and really nerded out. Oh yeah, yeah. My, and
0: your brother was trying to sort of step in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did he go off to? Uh,
1: I don't know. He went away. Then he wound up in Detroit for oh, a long time. Oh,
0: when, when the old
1: man passed, he was like, "I got to no, get he was, out." Yeah, I was fourteen years old though, so he finished school. Right. So he was like a year early. Yeah. And went away to college for a little while, then took off. Did he do the uh, the the hippie thing or no? No, nah. uh, he's a was little early. For more that. aligned with beats. Oh yeah, yeah. He dug Bob. Uh, Bob. Bop, so yeah, right. a lot of my happiest memories. He, he turned what we called the hi-fi. Yeah cranked it up with Charlie Parker yeah. and, and shit like that so, so yeah I, I really liked it so if, yeah
0: of course right you, you know you either got a brain for that or you don't it's sort of like I guess so it's sort of like drugs
1: you know they <laughs> <it,
0: if> <laughs> kind of connected
1: I'm in the mood for drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, some people listen to jazz and they're like, I can't,
1: you yeah, know, turn it off. <laughs> Especially bop, you know? I mean, just immediately get that heroin slouch going. Yeah, me
0: too. Like, it's just, it's like a Ritalin effect, yeah, right? Man, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Like, that was that—that that the character you did in Lewin, uh, Inside the Oh, David?
1: yeah, yeah. That guy was great. Yeah, it was all on the page. It was there? Yeah.
0: But you could tap into it if you were a jazz fan. Yeah. You're like, I know this guy. They did.
1: The, pro- <laughs> the thing was, after we were done, um, First, Ethan said, was, was he gay? Yeah. I said, I don't know. He, he was certainly <laughs> leading. He'll do until one comes along. Yeah, right, and, right. And uh, we didn't know what instrument he played. I, I swore he was a piano player. Uh, Joel thought he played saxophone. No one knew. And Ethan thought he was a trumpet player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but they just left that open. Yeah. So on the page, it was just a jazz musician, yeah. uh drug problem. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was great. It was sort of Burroughsy too, a little bit. Yeah, like it felt a little William Burroughs yeah. kind of vibe. It's all locked in. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, it's stored. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can access all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's so that at least you had that. I guess your your older brother
1: was uh, like groovy. Yeah, and he turned you on to some shit. Yeah, you know, and comedy. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, it made I guess it made me happy to see him laugh. So I. Kind of dig the same things he did. We go out to the car to listen to Bob and Ray on um, on, on radio. The radio? Yeah, uh, Ernie Kovacs. Was oh there. yeah, oh, um, on TV. Sid Caesar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our show of shows. Yeah. that crazy stuff. Yeah, they were funny, right? Yeah, they were legitimately funny.
0: Because like I don't, I you know I don't have. I'm I'm fifty six. So my memories are mostly repeats of that era, but I guess you caught a bit of it. I caught right? the the
1: end of it. Yeah. Ernie Kovacs. I, I like. He had a gig on ABC, and I, yeah. I definitely remember that because it was surreal, trippy, for, right? For some reason, I just uh, I always dug that. So you guys not quite connected? Yeah, yeah. You got some laughs together. Yeah. Do you still? I mean, do you guys? Yeah, still? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah.
0: I can't. So, so there you are, in Missouri. Like, what? What is? What's your mom doing to keep things afloat?
1: Uh. She'd do laundry for other people, babysit kids, worked at a drugstore, worked at a rib joint. Um, so you got ribs so I, coming? Yeah, I could steal her tips. Um, <laughs> Good barbecue coming into the house yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like a latchkey kid. You and your sister? Yeah, when we were like a lot younger, we'd call her store, or drugstore, yeah. all the time. Right. and it, it pissed the owners off. Because you just- I just to... had to talk to mom. <laughs> yeah. That's all.
0: She all right? Yeah. 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 She kept you afloat, huh?
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, the house was paid for, I guess, on GI Bill. Uh-huh. And she got a social security. And yeah, had to scramble to do because she didn't have a, an education.
0: And, uh, and, and how long did she uh, stay around for?
1: 2000. Yeah? Yeah. She, she had colon cancer. Well, that's tough. Yeah. Sorry, man.
0: So, when did you get to? When, like, how did you evolve into knowing you wanted to be in uh, in front of people? I mean, I, I, I know you played football
1: or whatever that, that was. Not really well. We uh, <laughs> our our high school team won one game in four years. Well, what position? I know nothing about football. Uh, de- uh, offensive guard and defensive tackle.
0: Is just is that just because you were big and in the Midwest? Yeah, you just had. That to was do that.
1: it. I I had a cousin that played for Missouri University. Yeah, and, and uh, so he was like a hero so i'm gonna play football too uh organized baseball we couldn't afford so i didn't i just didn't do it i i we'd play well, like sand terms, lot ball oh like in terms of little league or yeah stuff? you yeah. mean you had to buy the uniform yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and and pay into the um organization did you like that better baseball i don't know no oh. i mean just from sandlot games yeah but i, I really liked football
0: but it's weird because, like, culturally, I mean, it's not. Well, you said you were d- down in the basement nerding out. What were you nerding out with? Comic I? books. Oh, really?
1: Um, what were your comics? Radio. Oh, uh, it was DC originally, yeah, right? And I would get actual subscriptions to them. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were coming in, like the Atom. Yeah. Uh, Green yeah. Lantern. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. and then uh, somebody turned me on to Marvel oh and when yeah and I, well this is an inferior product but then i kind of got into it because everything <laughs> was linked up in marvel yeah and yeah so you had to but that kept it still up is a long time. Oddly. but my brother yeah bought the very first copy of mad magazine in 1952 yeah 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 uh that was it that was it for me because i dug if, if I, I could shoplift the uh, paperbacks the, the compilations of the real stuff with will elder yeah yeah and harvey kurtzman and all those great artists and for some reason they I saw something one time uh, it made me laugh until I I I was crying
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, just
1: that man and then um, Mad Magazine was great so you 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 got it when it was in a comic form or no, I didn't. Uh, but I got the compilations right, right. of the, when and, it was a comic in the paperback book. books. For me, it was uh, yeah. The, I'd get the magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know about the comic book
0: stuff. So you made the jump. So that's sort of like that. That's the evolution. That's a nice evolution. Because if you stay in the the DC Marvel world. You might you might remain a nerd. Yeah. Whereas
1: you get a little Mad Magazine. You in get ya. nerdier. You, yeah. yeah. You get yeah. You have little friends friends that uh, you do these little in jokes with with the Mad Magazine. Uh, yeah. Or with well, yeah, but also it's
0: sophisticated in the sense of it was yeah, a yeah. <laughs> cultural satire. I'm right? smarter
1: than you a little
0: bit, right? Because I, I thought Mad Magazine was like it was a, some sort of window into the grown up world. What it
1: was was a window into. Uh... Judaism, <laughs> yeah. in an odd way, because if I yeah. didn't know what something meant, I'd look it up because I wanted to laugh more than anything. And uh also, oh, like Al jaffe and all those guys were all Jewish, and
0: they yeah. used Yiddish words and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey yeah, like Kurtzman, Dave um, Berg. That, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His yeah. His Dave
1: Berg was that his name? Lighter like, side was, of the lighter side of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I stuck with that until it kind of wasn't funny anymore. So yeah, about the same see. time I got out of the Boy Scouts. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Did you go to National Lampoon at all?
1: Yeah. Time. that's the next thing if yeah I, I remember if yeah you, it was uh, there was a gap there because that didn't happen until i graduated high school the lampoon yeah and then they cleaned up their act and got really good in 71 right right at the, at they towards, started course. doing the clean edge parodies with the, the actual advertising oh yeah, photographs. yeah right right and remember uh, the yearbook parody yeah i have a copy yeah. of that that was the yearbook great. and yeah. the uh the sunday newspaper yeah 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 yeah. It was all uh, all around Daycron, Ohio. Right, right. It was so funny. That was mind blowing to me. Yeah, it was Doug Kenny and yeah. and PJ O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah. Going back to their high school days. Yep. Did you know those guys? You no, I never did. I uh, Doug Kenny died. I, I probably would have gotten to meet him. Yeah i uh,
0: i met I met PJ. He's he's still around. He's 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 funny, but he's gotten I think politically yeah. dubious. Yeah. So so you you're coming into football with that kind of disposition did was it it was it not as jockey back then were jocks not as uh yeah they
1: were the, the the jockey or jocks were jockiest. yeah um uh, a lot of them were pulleys yeah um and did you but you were i wanted to fit in so fucking bad it, it, yeah. uh, i never really bullied bullied anybody because i was on that end of the stick for yeah. years for what a little fat boy oh really yeah and you you, give, you you have to watch your turf because you go on the wrong turf, the Catholic boys will beat you up. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you were a little- and I would t- I would take beatings instead of trying to fight back. When you, they beat you up for being a fat kid? For, no, because I was walking in in their air
0: of oh, the Catholic kids. Yeah, yeah. Was there, so there was a Catholic neighborhood and
1: in- uh, around the Catholic school. Oh, really? But yeah, where they congregated around the school and. Uh, and I I was friends with most of them. How'd you afterwards. grow up? What, religion wise. Uh, Southern Baptist. Oh really? Yes, sir. So the so the uh, the gemstones wasn't too big of a. Gemstone. No, I I I have really good memories. Yeah. Of not not good things, but good memories of uh, sitting in church when I was a kid, and the and the guy never lowered his voice. Yeah. Never lowered. His all, voice. all yelling. going to a tent revival. Um, all yelling. Yeah, yeah. they say that on the side. All yelling all the time. Yeah, yeah. We Jesus, yell- all yelling all the time. <laughs> Our
0: loud Lord. <laughs> We're louder than you. Yeah, but you remember that, huh? Yeah. It, 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 was, it a, it, was it an exciting thing? What it you-
1: was was I was easily led. Hmm. So when I was younger, I remember grabbing, they, they have a thing where they call you down to get your soul saved. yeah. And I was maybe nine or even younger, and yeah. I'm grabbing my sister and shoving her up so she could get her soul. and she's screaming, and Your crying, little sister. and fighting me. Yeah, yeah. and
2: I'm, oh, you gotta go, you gotta go, but
1: not you. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I'd already been said. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: well, that's. I mean, it's a curious thing, like you, you know, that whole kind of like people pleasing and you know wanting to be you know part of something. Because I felt that too, like there. Do you think like you know not you know having your old man around was sort of left a, a, a piece missing kind of thing? I'm sure it did.
1: Yeah, but I didn't know it. Right. I never ever missed him because I, I didn't know
0: him. Right. Well, because my dad was absent a lot and he's sort of a self-involved person. But I know growing up, I always would gravitate towards charismatic, you know, seemingly grounded dudes. Who, who were older
1: than me that yeah. I thought could oh, teach yeah. me something. Yeah, me too. Right? Um, yeah, my acting teacher in college was one of them. I considered him a father figure. Yeah. And uh, leaders in the Boy Scouts would help me out. But I was uh, rudderless and had no discipline. So How I was, was a terrible school? student. So I, I loved it. Did, did it get you disciplined? Or like
0: was it was, I guess- It impressive. did
1: to a certain effect because I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it uh, going out into the woods and shit like that. Yeah. And l- learning to smoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look right. at the playboys.
0: Yeah, is that where you first smoked Boy Scouts?
1: No, I I smoked in a a, a sewer tunnel when I was nine. Yeah, uh, Winston's. Yeah, with the uh, just oh, on Marlboro, your Oh, Marlboro, Marlboros, Marlboros, and you light the cigarette and you have to inhale it and say your name and then exhale it, and that, that was a real smoke. Oh, that was who taught
0: you that? Some Ollie, older kid?
1: Ollie Cromwell. How old? How much older? He was, was he? the same age. Same. Yeah.
0: Oh, but He must have got it from his brother or something. Yeah, something. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, care. Isn't that funny, though, with that stuff? It's like, you know, you feel shitty, it tastes weird, but like, you know, you're like, I'm going to get the hang yeah. of this. You know, I'm a little
1: nauseous, but I'm going to I am going to get the hang of it this. It was the next stage of development. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, like, I had to wait to shave for a long time, but it was not a, not unlike that. Yeah. Um, I loved it, man. And, uh, yeah. Plus, it was bad. Yeah. Very uh, bad. I, but they were they were so available, though. It was bad, but like- Oh, were, shit, man. It worked. They were like 50 cents a pack back Big. then. Yeah, it's like a quarter of a quarter a pack for yeah. Camels. Yeah. That and gas, the two bad things were so cheap.
0: Yeah, and they were you get them at the same place. I yeah. remember the Husky station in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was like 55 cents for a pack of cigarettes and the gallon of gas was like around the same. Yeah. Oh. Oof, talking about cigarettes.
1: Love them. Yeah, I got those here vape. Thing. <laughs> I know, I know
0: you do. <laughs> so, all right. So, like, so the Boy Scouts helped you out, and then
1: uh... yeah, I really did. And I because I liked it. Yeah. um I guess it was some maybe a not necessarily disciplined, but an organized thing hmm. because I was basically alone, and there were a lot of other kids doing the same thing. And, yeah, and you know, I I hung on to it till I was ninth grade, which is. A little too long. do you didn't go to Eagle? No. I I got as far as Star Scout. Oh. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's two too below Eagle. Oh. But I would I wouldn't have made it. What Eagle. were We Belows? Weebelows was an organization where uh it was I don't think it was like the SS or anything. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: the security yeah, bro- operation. Yeah, my brother was a weeblo. A weeblo. Yeah, you, yeah. You,
1: you stand in line at summer camp. You stand in the big circle, yeah. and an Indian runs around you, or a kid dressed like a Native American. Yeah, and they what they call tap you out. They yeah. thump you on the chest, and then you're a weeblo.
0: Oh, so it was a ritual thing. Yeah, it was, it was the uh, Illuminati of the uh, yes, the Bavarian the- um- <laughs> Illuminati, Illuminati. Of, the, of the Boy Scout yeah. operation. That was that was their wing. So w- so when do you do the uh, so the football
1: thing, you would, you just did it. You didn't think you were good at it. No, I knew I wasn't good. at it. I was just slow. Uh. And uh, we were all white. Yeah, we didn't know any better. Yeah, but I yeah I was slow, but I loved to hit, yeah. and I was disorganized. I just wouldn't learn plays. Uh. I just liked to be part of a team, right? And I liked to hit, but not a leader per se. No, 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 no. I uh, <laughs> no, no leading. No, I just yeah I just like being part of a team. So when did you first start getting into acting? I was in 7th grade um I was tapped we had this acting teacher she was a knockout she was doing community theater in St. Louis she uh-huh. was, she was in the union yeah so to please her yeah uh I <laughs> did whatever she picked me to be a, a part of a, a play called You Can't Take It With You Kaufman and Hart I was in that I was oh, I was Grandpa Vanderhoof.
0: Oh, it was just chaos, right?
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, it's a it's a well timed farce, not the way a seventh grader would do it. Eighth grader with the bomb making or yeah. the yeah. Uh, uh, uncle downstairs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I we only did one night of yeah. it, and I forgot my lines. And we we're I said had of at a long table, and I got up and started improvising. Yeah, because I just didn't. I would not flop. That just would not enter my brain um i will not fail at this yeah that's because in silence was deadly yeah so I, I don't know how i did it but i got up and started improvising until i got around the table the lines came back and i, I just got into it and my teacher when it was over gave yeah. me the biggest nicest hug uh, and that was enough and then in high school I, I got into a couple of plays yeah while you were playing ball yeah yeah there was no it was no big deal yeah what were the did you,
0: did you? What were the plays? You remember? Lil Abner. Oh yeah. And the next year, Hello Dolly. When I was a senior. So did you find something up there on stage that you
1: know was filling the void? I guess so, because yeah. I wasn't cutting in a football, and it turned out I was good at it. Yeah. And I knew I was good at it, and I went away to a junior college. I didn't go away, but I went to a junior yeah. college, got involved there, and then I transferred to another college and just lost a year of my life fucking around the fraternity and yeah and that wanting to belong thing again yeah 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 that was it is that where where the drinking got going no not really because I would drink like everybody else I think I could still drink like everybody else yeah 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 the drinking happened um I was going with a girl and she dumped me and I did it's the first time I'd been out of a relationship in maybe. (sighs) Four years. Yeah. Didn't what know year? what to do with myself, but I was starting to make dough. This was in New York? This, yeah, this is like 1978. Oh, years later. Yeah. Um, and Animal House had just come out. So Right. I, oh, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. So I go out, out every night and sit at an actor's bar. Yeah. Um, Just looking to see who walked in and, yeah. and shit like that. Talk to the bartenders. They're all actors. Right. And uh, it got to be every night. And I started to gain a lot of weight. Yeah, and then I got to uh, I went to another bar, Cafe Central. Yeah, in uh, on the Upper West Side, and there was a lot of actors in there. And uh, so it was a community thing. Yeah, yeah. It, but it it got to be you know I could have gotten my mail there. I was there every sure. night during the day.
0: And you know it's that that's how it gets tricky because you're like that's my friends are up there. You yeah. know I got I got friends. Are, I I started drinking heavy after a girl broke my heart, and, and I, I consciously. Decided like that. I am going to be this guy now. It wasn't like it didn't ease in. Yeah, it was just sort of like this is my life. Fuck her, fuck them. I am living this way.
1: Yeah, I, you know, even when I was drinking with the fraternity, yeah. uh, it was it was still a. It was just empty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I choose to go away by myself. Yeah, but be near all these people, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I never did know how to drink normally. Yeah, I, I just I just had to have more. Well, that well the good thing about that is
0: is that like and you're probably the same as me. I never think that I can. I, I really don't ever think that I can drink normal. Yeah, if I ever think about drinking, it's like like who the fuck wants
1: to even drink one beer? Yeah, it, it just <laughs> it, it can't happen.
0: Yeah, and why would you want? It's to? like jumping
1: off a building and flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's, it's try- not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, you know, it, it, one beer goes to two beers, goes to Jack yeah. Daniels, oh. goes to who's yeah. got blow.
0: Who's got blow. Yeah, that was always the thing. It's like, I got to stay up more for this.
1: And it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, this, <laughs> this needs my full attention. But the most fun part was yeah. tracking it down, oh, get which would fight- take hours, but oh, you had to have it. Yeah, I and know, that I that know. was more fun than actually doing it. I know. Once you,
0: yeah, once you got it, that the the rush of getting it, yeah. was,
1: was actually, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there was something about opening the the bindle the, yeah the bindle and yeah. looking inside it being whole I and so pure yeah. and the ritual of chopping it up oh my
0: god putting
1: it on a key oh the key yeah, yeah i used the key my nose is starting around yeah a little that. bit I, or the
0: pen top did you ever use the yeah. pen the pen top the was. The yeah in in the cigarettes right you put yeah. the bindle yep. in the cigarettes
1: yep. with the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> same system my nose is starting to run yeah me too about i'm getting drips when i got when i start talking about blow yeah my
0: nose would run yeah oh for sure but that was the thing like that you're sitting there do you remember that that you're sitting there at a bar at two in the morning it's empty and you know you're 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 on blow and you're just sort
1: of like things are going to turn around
0: yeah it's it's just somebody's going to walk in. yeah it's going to (laughs) happen
1: the girl of my dreams will walk in here now 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 Now. right
0: now and what would happen if she did i'd be too too jacked to do anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) i hope she's got a lot of energy to talk (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> her pants off. Yeah,
0: sitting around strangers talking about shit. That was the worst. That's the worst part of people pleasing is when you're at a stranger's house doing their blow, listening yeah. to them.
2: Oh shit! And all you're thinking about is like, Oh,
0: it's gonna. It's more coming. We're gonna put some more yeah, lines. Yeah,
1: oh. you, you dump some yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I get a little bit?
2: do you mind
0: yeah can I just is that anyone doing that one is that, is that, is that who's is you, you mind yeah whoops <laughs> oh was oh, that like, yours oh god damn it are we out
1: <laughs>
0: so like when you went like going to New York though that was a big jump yeah
1: that was a big deal for me yeah uh, I, gr- I graduated I didn't decide I did summer theater in Springfield Missouri and at the end of that I said well I, I'm gonna try this professionally and you didn't know anybody I, I thought I was pretty good no yeah I knew a guy that did costumes in New York. Yeah, and he agreed to let me land on him. Yeah, for a while. Right. Uh, so I took the Amtrak up to Penn Station, overtipped the cab driver, and landed on Ninety Second Street. Yeah, and stayed with this guy, and I was terrified. It was Absolutely overwhelming. Must he never been there before? No. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just it's massive. I had a friend there. Yeah. Uh, who'd been there for a year. Yeah and he knew the ropes, he knew about auditions, which was important because he forced me to go to auditions.
0: How, but just like, unsol- like uh, casting call stuff? Or like you didn't yeah. have an agent or anything? No, You're you just go in the, a newspaper. Oh, back, right, right,
1: Backstage. Right, backstage, yep. And uh, they, they'd tell you where to go, yeah. who's looking for what, and yeah. then it was all non-equity auditions.
0: Right, and so you just started doing that? Yeah. Out cold? yeah. Yeah,
1: and I got a job on with the third or fourth try. In stage or on on camera? On, no, no, nothing on camera for a long time. Uh, this was at a dinner theater in Springboro, Ohio, doing seventeen seventy six. And how long did you have to do that? That was for oh uh, years, but <laughs> that that was only only lasted till after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, then I couldn't. My girlfriend went down and got uh, a job at the same dinner theater, so I went down and waited tables. Uh. followed her. Yeah, but I made more money than anybody. Yeah. Cutting their lawns, uh, doing odd jobs. And this was in Ohio? Yeah, waiting tables. So
0: you just went from New York to Ohio?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Doing whatever was necessary. Yeah, and I was more comfortable there because it was suburbs. Right, Midwest-y a bit. People people could drive
0: around. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the other thing about growing up in a suburb or growing up in the Midwest is like the
1: car thing. Like New York, it's like no one's got a fucking car. No, you don't need one. Yeah. It's just people everywhere. Yeah, you can't get away. Good. Take. I still take the train.
0: Me too. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's nice to have been in New York, so you know how to be in New York. Yeah. I don't want to live there again. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I dig it when I'm I'm up there doing a play. Yeah. But after a while, it, it just. Um, I guess I'm just too used to space. Sure. But you do you have a place here still? Yeah, and you. Yeah, most, I. Yeah. I uh, we started looking after I got sober. Yeah. I got sober in Malibu. Yeah. Oh, nice. And yeah, you know, one of the sober mills. Yeah. <laughs> the the sober industry. Yeah. Well if it works, it works, right? Yeah, and uh found a place out on the west side here and we got one. I thought maybe it'd help me work more out here, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. That never happened. No? <laughs> no. Um Because mostly yeah, in, mostly in New Orleans? Yeah, we I moved down there because my wife is from Bogaloosa, Louisiana. And I thought, well, I'm going to be on the road a lot, so she could be near her parents, right? And that worked out. Yeah, It yeah. worked out great. So when
0: when do you start? Like, I, it's weird because I think the first time I remember, you know, I I, I know you did a, some stage work, but I mean, the first time I remember seeing you on in movies was that David Byrne movie.
1: Yeah, that's like the first. I was doing a Broadway show then, and went to an audition for David, and then I got it. What, you were was it the bear um the that bear? was the dancing bear the bear like you were this guy big nice warm guy yeah my brain's jammed i, I can't remember right. the it, character's it, yeah. name yeah but it yeah. was great because it was david and it was the it was only so- movie he ever directed right and i just kind of hung with him on the set looking at stuff and i really really liked it it, it wasn't the first movie i ever did but you know maybe it was the first lead I'd ever gotten yeah
0: I guess that's why I remember it and David was sort of I just remember being in that zone of like that kind of art music and him what he was up to and the vision of it and his wife was involved I think with the costumes Bonnie yeah and uh and I just like I remember it was like going to like an art show for me yeah to to go see True Stories I was like what is this about and it had all the burnisms in it yeah did you like working with that guy I, I
1: loved him yeah yeah he uh He's, a, He's just so whip-smart. Uh, an intense guy, huh? Yeah, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. I guess he had done a couple
0: movies, Revenge of the Nerds and yeah. Chud. Chud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you remember Jay Thomas? I do. The
0: TV actor? Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: Radio Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Jay and I and... Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. For yeah, one scene. Underground dweller. What was uh, it? Cannibalistic
1: humanoid under, underground dwellers. Uh. Yeah, but a lot of my friends from the bar were in it, so, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I fit right in. Yeah,
0: so, that, so you knew everybody. Yeah,
1: it was cast out of New yeah. York.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when did it start to really sort of take like you? So you most of the stuff you learned, you most of the stuff you did in New York was stage stuff.
1: Yeah, mostly out of town or children's theater around New York. So you did that whole regional theater that the what
0: you were talking yeah. about before dinner theater, just yeah. taking the gig. Did you see that as being was that enough for you
1: at the time? because i started doing commercials in 78 yeah then i hated myself for doing them which is really stupid um, yeah but i kept getting by because i didn't care about getting them i kept getting booked why'd you hate yourself oh i had some idealized version it's the sellout Why thing? am I an alcoholic? Yeah, right. it's just, there's always some idealized version, right. of what I should be doing. And all my friends at the bar were doing films or a really good theater. Yeah. Oh uh, right. So and you're I, comparing, I, comparing yeah, and, despair and driving my yeah. I'm yeah. driving myself down because I'm I'm probably making more dough than they are. Right. But that's when that's when I started getting trouble is when I was making money and um,
0: and you you didn't feel good about what you
1: were doing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, well, yeah, of course. I, I still I battle with because you know, I got it. Like tomorrow, I got to tape a special. I'm taping a comedy special tomorrow, and if there's some part, even though I'm like you know sober minded and I've been good, you know, I, I feel great about a lot of things. There's some part of me that wants to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, How can I fuck this yeah, up? not ah, do it. Yeah, yeah, I feel him. I feel him. It's like this. He's looking for, like, the theater's not going to be that good. You know, like,
2: what the <laughs> fuck? Shut up.
0: Like, when I, you know, I don't know if that second joke's going to work. I would have been doing it. You know, it's just the worst. <laughs> just keeping that guy shut up? Yeah. Fuck him. So, all right, so, but
1: after the commercials, you what, you, like, were you training at all? I mean, did you- No, have- I went up there to go to a school, and I went there, and just- like college was better yeah and the people at college were better and i got discouraged and then i got that job the yeah. dinner theater job and i left and i just chucked it and i wish to fuck i had gone to a proper school and, or still, stuck around yeah still? yeah um because i had it would have given me some solid foundation more than i had from college yeah um now not so much anymore because you learn while you by you doing it you do That's right you learn yeah but um I always wanted some more technique to fall back on, but yeah. I, I'm all right. Yeah. And that's because I don't trust myself with what I'm doing. Right. That I'm looking for that technique. And I'm just now starting to learn that what I've been doing is okay. Yeah. You're, you know, you're fine. Just leave it alone. Don't nitpick every fucking thing. Right. And well, trust your instinct yeah. when you're there. That's something I never did. is trust myself.
0: So every, up to a certain point, up until fairly recently, you're saying you do things and be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I'm just
1: learning now to trust myself.
0: Wow. Yeah. So uh, so it's been a lifetime of beating the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's so weird because, like, the more actors I talk to, the more I realize that, you know, you're going to figure it out however you're going to figure it out. There's no
1: magic way. And it's... It makes it so much easier when you're not flogging yourself. Yeah, and I don't. It was just learned behavior. Um, I've always done it. Yeah, uh, fat kid there's behavior. There's some. Yeah, there's some progress. Well, that's when alcoholism started. Yes, yeah. fat kid. Yeah, I was alone in the house, and I'd I'd eat, play games with food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's when it started. Yeah, but uh, comforting. Just trust myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's well, that's what like sort of what I'm talking about too. Like I'm feeling that right now. Like there's no reason I shouldn't, but you know, you, it, it's it's one of those cognitive battles, right? Like, yeah, do you ha- that you actually have to go like, sh-
1: you know, it's uh, you know how to do. Well, things. my old lick about doing this today was uh, I I got nothing to talk about, man. I got, I got, I'm, I'm nothing. I don't bring anything <laughs> to the fucking party. Why do they want me? I didn't do anything. Um, but I'm having a great time. So.
0: <laughs> Why did they want me? I didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why am I being punished?
0: It was like it's like when I got nothing to say. Well, we talked about the beginning. The the thing you got to go do at Washington University is like, eh. she wanted someone from St. Louis, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't, but but like when, <laughs> so like right after True Stories, the Big Easy with that with the uh, I had
1: talked to Dennis. Yeah.
0: Did you play cop in that?
1: Yeah. 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 Dennis was the head cop. I got that. I got three movies in a row in 85. Then I started doing films. Yeah. Uh, Big Easy, uh, which took me back to New Orleans, which I would go to just to get lost. Oh, really? Like, every time I got a couple nickels together, I'd, I'd, I'd fly down there. You love it? I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but I what I loved was the French Quarter. Yeah. And. I was a habitué of certain bars, so they knew me. It was like coming home. Oh yeah, but it was all based on um, booze and blow.
0: Yeah. So you oh, so you had that experience of a uh, you know pre Katrina New Orleans back at the 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 high point of just uh, when it was. So you got into the dark corners there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I dug it. Yeah, yeah. and well, uh, the music. Man, yeah.
1: Go out, and get my ears dirty. Yeah. Uh, and the food. Yeah. But yeah, it was mostly uh, alcohol.
0: Yeah, I didn't uh I never I never really had a party there. I, I ended up there once by myself, but I never got the hang of the city. But I do know when you go there there's no place like it. Yeah, like it's there's an enchanting sort of element.
1: I remember one night walking on Bourbon Street, yeah, and I was drunk enough to start acting Stranger for Blow. Oh God, that's and Some guy drove me out to a project. Yeah. But I got I copped and I came back alive and yeah. I told people that story. And I said, you're still here yeah
0: yeah it's but that's the worst that's the worst where you like at a bar and you don't know the town i did i did that once where some guy at the end of the bar i think he had a cold like he was what
1: he was <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> he had a genuine cold and, you know, i was sort of like what's up <laughs> where, you? where you got yeah. yeah it's like people are waiting uh, waiting to give their blow people, away or... Or, or that they
0: have it yeah yeah. It's like yeah ridiculous like you know that guy looks like he's Kind of guy that would that's so embarrassing, <laughs> but Quaid is like you know. As you're starting to you know do these movies with these with these actors, he'd been around a bit. Are you just learning from them too? I mean, do you
1: get to not even, necessarily from them, but just by the process itself, the of watching other people that I admire do, yeah. and listening to directors, stuff like that. And then I got to work with uh, Al Pacino a couple right. of years later. Was Seal
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and that was. You know, he was my hero when I started sure. when I started seeing him. Sure, and, uh, he was just a great guy. Really? That's, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Isn't that I'm, nice when that works out? Yeah. And but he loved acting. Yeah. In the process of it, everything to do with it. So yeah. we talk about that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So there was that
0: practical advice there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, listen to his stories, and um, but yeah, he was he was so kind to me. Yeah. Well, that's great. And watching him work, working with him—that's great. And I'm, you know, pinching myself every time I'm doing it. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's. It's so nice when the people you revere turn out to be good people. Yeah. yeah there's nothing worse than the sort of like the hero worship, and then like these are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm always afraid of. You know. But you're it, that guy. You don't don't meet your heroes. <laughs> No, I try not to, but then I I interview them, and they're usually—the one thing I've learned from talking to so many people is that everyone's just a person. So, like, you know, once you get them into the right perspective, which is human, they're not assholes. Maybe it's your expectations. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, definitely, whatever you're projecting on. Sure.
0: So, but when the relationship with the Coens start, with Raising Arizona, right, that's right around that time. That's right.
1: Yeah, that was the third film I did uh, in eighty. Eighty five, eighty six. So that's their second
0: movie, I think. Yeah. And now, when you enter that world with those guys at that age, were you aware that, like, this is something amazing? I
1: knew it was something special because it was all on the page. And their sense of humor yeah. was not unlike mine. Uh-huh. I mean, they're a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. But- uh, just hanging around with him, was, yeah, was, was wonderful. Yeah, it was all his laughs.
0: And the stories were like when you read like the script of Raising Arizona, you were like, "It's like this is amazing." Yeah,
1: amazing. yeah. I, I I just fell in love with it, and then I <laughs> I went in and, and met with him. I didn't do much reading, but we hung out for about an hour, a uh-huh. lot longer than I should have. Right, and we were goofing on. I was goofing on resume pictures, and uh, I don't know, we just we just hung. Yeah, and that part was so great. You and uh, what's it, what Bill was, Forsyth? Bill
0: Forsyth. I haven't seen him in a while, but. uh... The whole thing was so amazing. I I watch it like once a year or so. Their movies.
1: It was it was so much fun when you kind of. The ground. It, I wanted to do more. You yeah. Know, just how can I how can I make this better for these guys? And did you when you do those movies? Because I know I, when I was
0: thinking about the Cohen stuff that you've done, they're all like comedic, but none of them are. You don't play them as funny, really. No, no, yeah, but they're all
1: insanely hilarious. Yeah, it yeah the, the the straighter you are the the better the, yeah, right yeah
0: and in work in Nicolas cage at that point was so wiry and so goddamn sharp that must have been fun to yeah be it was
1: that. he was uh I found out later he based his pe- character on woody woodpecker I thought it was Wiley coyote <laughs> it might be I, well the woody woodpecker was a tattoo yeah, on the, that biker. Was the uh a car decal right right for right. motorheads yeah 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 wood yeah. wood systems yeah yeah oh
0: is that what that was yeah oh. with a bent Ben Pecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a cartoon character. That's fucking hilarious. Now, you were in the movie Punchline, which was a ridiculous uh, movie. Yeah, Yeah, at the the time
1: time. it didn't feel ridiculous because, you know, I I was hanging out at the improv every night then.
0: Yeah, like uh, as a comic, you know, when I saw it, we were like, oh, yeah, the locker room, the old comic locker room. Yeah, I, I had a different perspective. I I, 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 yeah. No, but you were. Oh, you were
1: doing. You were in the improv crew at that time. Yeah, I never went on. Uh, I would rarely go onto the floor to watch guys. I was just hanging it's out like in that the front, front bar because it was. Yeah, Peter Riggert. I go. Where can I hang out in L.A.? He yeah. So the improv is most like New York bars.
2: So
0: that's true. They kind of had a scene there. You know, people would hang around there. Like, yeah. you know, Guys would show up there at that time it was a good time like that was uh the 80s every all the yeah. comics were around were you friends with comics
1: yeah i was yeah. um i used to sit sam kennison all the time yeah uh, at the comedy store Yeah, rick dukeman dukeman um so yeah. you used to come down the store too the comedy store. no i i went there once but that was it i just yeah,
0: did, yeah. just the improv yeah i knew kennison we did some time did, i did plenty of blow with sam kennison yeah
1: <laughs> me too <laughs>
0: And then you had to listen to him and look at him. <laughs> He's real into it. Like, look at me in the eye, good <laughs> Where you going, John? <laughs> hey, bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Those good times. So you work like what do you do? Like two, three movies a year for the last like while? It's been a you know,
1: quite a run. I had been. Um but lately I got the opportunity Roseanne wanted to do the show again. Oh the
0: Connors, yeah. Yeah, sure. that
1: came into uh that just fell in my lap. Yeah. And it was nice not to be living out of a suitcase.
0: But why were you living out of a suitcase? Cause no, were doing, we're doing films. Oh, yeah. just yeah. Oh, you been going, yeah. yeah I got a place, place. here. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's that's how it was the first time. I was still living in New York, but I was doing films all the time, so I was living out of a suitcase.
0: And then you got the like, first one. Yeah,
1: we we hit it off. Roseanne and I hit it off real well at the audition.
0: Yeah, that was like 88, 87? Some, 87, I think. 87. That that was your life, yeah. But well, she was like, she was something else. She still is something else. But at that time, you know, I, I, did you know going into the original Roseanne that this was going to be such a, a game changing
1: show for the culture? I, at the time, I just didn't care. Yeah, I'd, I'd go, okay, you know, we'll maybe do five of these and then yeah. they'll kick us off. But right. you know, I, I made made some nice coin. Yeah, and I just I didn't worry about that. Right,
0: I didn't care. And then it just evolved into this m- massive thing yeah. for for a decade almost, and you became that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm still that guy. I'm
1: oh, I know. Yeah, they don't know my that name guy's back or the character. You're that guy.
0: <laughs> You're the guy from Roseanne. Yeah,
1: that's it. But
0: you know, it's weird because like I, you know, I watched Roseanne, but like I wasn't you know a fanatic Roseanne watcher. So like you stand out in my mind as the guy in the movies more than the guy in Roseanne. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, Barton Fink is one of my favorite movies yeah. ever. And yeah, I'll show you a life of the
1: mind. That's, that's one I want to do over again. Really? Yeah. Just do How? it better. Do it better? You were crazy. Yeah. It was. Going down that hallway? Yeah. Come on,
0: man. How are you going to do that better?
1: That was fucking great. Yeah, I did that back to back with a movie called King Ralph with O'Toole. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Which was just the best. Yeah, the movie, Working with that guy? The movie stunk, but uh, just being with Peter O'Toole. And and you were still drinking, fortunately. Yeah, I was, he wasn't. Oh damn. Yeah. Oh well. Wow. But he'd take me around to uh bars and Where'd you shoot that? restaurants in London. First time. And so you got to hang out a lot with him? Yeah. Yeah. He was uh would go out to dinner or to places where he had scenes. Yeah. And we were sitting at the Savoy Hotel one night Yeah. he was surrounded by pictures of Richard Burton, right. and Harris and all his friends. It was a little wistful.
0: Yeah, he was that's that generation, huh? Yeah. Did you learn anything
1: from that guy? Do the seems as though you're late for a train. <laughs> really? Yeah. Urgency. Yeah. Get present. Yeah, that yeah, that, uh, that made a lot of sense to me. Take out all the slack. Do, when you
0: when you think about the all the movies you've done, like outside, like the, obviously you like working with the Cohens. Like he put, they put you in a lot of, mo- of movies. And the Big Lubelski has like this cult following. I mean, like you know, people, yeah. it's, there's a religion to it. Oh. A frightening little cult. They are, but they—they—they <laughs> they, they seem okay. Those people. Yeah, they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're nerds. Yeah, they're yeah not they're not bad. They're guys. fun. Yeah, they appreciate it. But like in doing all this work, do you look back at at, at any of the movies with a with more fondness than others?
1: Oh uh, yeah, anything I did for, for Joel and Ethan. Yeah, um, the David Byrne film. Yeah, that was a big eye opener. Yeah, working with Al. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I worked with him three times now. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, there was a movie he did about Jack Hervorkian.
0: Oh, that was great!
1: It's an HBO movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like it was one of those things where you know, for me when I was watching Pacino in that, because like he, he sort of gets a little, you know, he gets stuck in certain habits. Yeah, and but in that movie, it was like holy shit, he just turned himself inside out there and became that guy. I didn't yeah. see any any Pacinoism. It was yeah,
1: it, it, it was great to watch.
0: Right, great to hang in there with
1: him. Now, what what was the Flintstones experience? Um, I got roped into it. Yeah? I was doing a movie that Spielberg produced. Yeah. I did two of them. One was uh, Arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. Then um, a movie called Always that Steven directed. Yeah. And while we were at our first table read for Always, he comes in and he sits down and he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. I've just found my Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and I'm looking, you know. yeah. And I thought, Oh God, no, not this. <laughs> no, no. I knew I was gonna hear yabba dabba doo for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. And I wasn't really I I liked the Flintstones when I was in fifth grade. Sure. So you didn't feel like you had a choice? No. Mm. It was yeah, do it I I about six months before we started filming I, I called him I got drunk and called mm. him up and said, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. And I, I wound up doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Oh, it it was loud. <laughs> But I liked working with him. With um, Spielberg? In arachnophobia. He'd he'd get in the I'd be driving a truck and he'd be put himself down in the passenger side, not on the seat, but squinched down and because he thought it'd be funny if he wasn't in the shot Sp- Who?
0: Spielberg? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Was he, he was he was he directing that or was he
1: producing? No, on he, that? he was a producer on it. And he just liked fucking with Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> But it was great being around there. I would go over to Amblin. Every night after I get off a of Roseanne, just yeah. to hang out.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, that
1: that made me feel good.
0: Because, like, it's it's you know you're in it, you're part of it. Yeah, it, it, yeah.
1: I felt like I'd uh, gotten somewhere.
0: So it's interesting that you had that you you were doing the Roseanne show and, and still going back and doing movies. Yeah, and and it sort of that was that was an amazing time, I would imagine. Yeah, and, especially uh, like it's King Ralph and Barton Fink, and like that with Hail Caesar. Do you know, I think that's yeah. a great double feature. Yeah, yeah I think thing. so, too. Like, they, they go together. It's almost like yep. a sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No one talks about Hell, Caesar. I fucking love that I movie. I did, too. All your communists. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> yeah. The communists were great. They are so hilarious. <laughs> and when, when you did uh, the Bring Out Your Dead, I love that movie,
1: too. You don't hear much about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for that one because I was drunk for most of it. Oh. I was really intimidated. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, you were
0: intimidated by working with
1: Scorsese? Well, yeah, who I, I shouldn't have been. He was the nicest guy in the world. Um, I was just very unhappy then, but yeah. I, I I wind up with a bottle um, and start drinking to Dur- make things During better. the day, yeah. During uh, filming, yeah. And we filmed mostly at night. During- and I didn't really have a character. I really, I said yes because I wanted to work with Martin Scorsese and then I didn't do the work.
0: hmm that's a weird feeling. So when you're just doing you're just showing up as yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With a accent.
0: Yeah. That was my character. It's like it's uh it's, well, how do you know when you like I guess when you know when you've locked into the character if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yep yeah. Think when things come naturally. Yeah. You don't have to work that hard.
0: Yeah. So you do some animated stuff too, and I read that uh that when you and Billy Crystal did the what is it? The cars, cars, uh, monsters, no, Inc. monsters, Inc. that you like? Because I'm doing, I'm involved with the animated thing now. But you guys did a lot of it together.
1: Yeah, that was Billy's choice, and it 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 was so much better when we got together. The energy just met and zoomed. It, yeah. it was so much better when when we worked together. Yeah, and uh, I just hang on to Billy because he, he he could improvise. Sure, and right, he sure did. Yeah, and it, and you can feel the vibe. Yep, and yep. it made the movie better. Yeah, yeah, it sure did. And and but the energy we do them separately. Yeah, and then Billy came up with this idea, and then then it really started working, really cooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun, yeah. right?
0: The are, are you able to identify fun?
1: Yeah, I, I, I have a, yeah, <laughs> I know it when I'm in it. Oh,
0: that's good. Yeah, because I I might you know that 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 t- has taken me a while to figure out.
1: Oh yeah, a long time, but. I, if I'm having it, I don't want to stop. And I, my favorite thing is laughing. And yeah. if I do that, then I'm in a good place. Yeah. And you've got to find people to make you laugh.
0: Yeah. So what is it, like, coming back to the Connors, how, how it's pretty easy in the sense of, like, do you find that that guy's right there?
1: Yeah, he was. It, I was worried about it because I can be worried. Yeah. Because I like being worried. Like, how am, I, how am I going to find him again? It was, we walked onto the set, uh. and it was... I hate using the word surreal. Yeah. It's just overused, but that's what it was. Like it, time traveling. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, the wallpaper was the exact same print. The furniture was there. Wow. Hadn't seen this stuff. I walked away from it. Um, and boom, and Roseanne and I just went back to having a ball. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It came right back. And I guess we did eight shows or something. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it it came right back. Uh when we had grandchildren to worry about, new characters. Yeah. But yeah, as long as I, I was hanging with her, I was always doing the right thing. Yeah. It was right
0: it was on the page
1: too, right? Yeah. The writing yeah. and everything. Yeah.
0: Well I hope she's okay. I do too. Um in, in terms of, like, doing these comedies with, like, what was it like working with McBride? Because I watched all the Gemstones, and I love them, and I had Edie in here. And he, <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. Danny, like, I've talked to him, too, but he's a funny fuck. Yep. He's not a professional funny man in the sense that he's not always on. Right. He just says funny things. And he's, there's something about his demeanor, though. <laughs> like, he's got this weird
0: cockiness <laughs> that is so undercut by his, like, ridiculousness. It's a very
1: unique he really, zone. Yeah, he really minds himself yeah. for being a prick. Yeah, right. <clears throat> he goes to depth.
0: But somehow he's sympathetic.
1: Yeah. Because he's such a, an idiot.
0: Yeah. And, and not dumb, but just sort of like a, like he's going to fuck it up somehow. It's a
1: great trick. It is a good yeah. trick.
0: I don't know how he does it.
1: But he's he's got some imagination. Uh, these guys he went to school, the North Carolina School of the Arts all hang together, yep. write together, and they they bought a Sears or renting a Sears, an old Sears. The shopping center? Yeah. And a studio is in there. Everything is in there. That's the, where the you guys shop? Some of it and a lot on location. They bought a or, Sears? I don't know if they bought it, but they're renting it. And it's a, a movie studio. Down in where? South Carolina? Yeah, in Charleston. No kidding. Yep. It's just swell. And he lives out on an island, I think, yeah. over
0: there. Yeah, yeah. And That's, what's the other guy's name? Green? David name? Gordon Green. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a genius too, yeah, huh? Um, and Toby to- and jo- Jody Jody, Hill. Jody yeah Jody Hill yeah. But when when you got that gig, when you looked at that stuff, were you familiar with this stuff from uh, other uh, other? Not stuff? really. So Not was, just
1: by reputation, and right. I'd seen a couple of things, uh, but it was it was funny. It was a great concept. Yeah, and I go like, and I just got lost my job. Roseanne had just gotten canned. Right. And but the next day I got the script. I said sure.
0: Yeah, and now you're doing both. Doing two,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. And are you guys doing more of the gemstones? Yeah, we start again in February.
0: That's great. And you feel like you feel strong. You feel good. You like the work.
1: Yeah, And I'll be staying in the same house in South Carolina, so that's down. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, I like it there. Yeah, Uh, the people are wonderful. Um, That makes And it's always fun on set. It's so funny. How many people in your life say this to you? Like,
0: come on, it's it's
1: great, John. Stop it. No, it's good. <laughs> Too no, many. All yeah. in the mind, their own fucking business. <laughs> oh my
0: god. So what? Uh, all right. So what do you do with the rest of your day? How does that pan out for you?
1: I've got to go back to the hotel. Yeah. Get my stuff. Take it back home. Get some other stuff and go back to the hotel because we got run out. I'm in Pacific Palace. Oh shit! Yeah. With the fires, yeah, are they right there? That would have been a good excuse to what? I not can't help. make it, Mark. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I might not have my house might burn down. That I don't have
1: anything to say. You could have. Yeah, my <laughs> house, my house might burn down. Was this now? Is this scary to you? It's scary, right? No. Yeah. It's we're safe. Oh, okay. Uh, I got <clears throat> stuff that I need. My yeah.
0: dog. Yeah. And we're safe. That's my my fear is like, how the fuck am I going to get these cats out of this house? Dogs are good because they're like, come on, boy. And they come. Cats are like, come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to burn up. Yell louder.
0: Yeah. We dig it. We don't care. (laughs) Try and get us in a box. Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I think we had a lot to say, and I'm
1: glad you came. I am, am too. This was fun. Good. And I like meeting you. I like meeting you, too, man. (laughs)
0: John Goodman, I had no, I don't know what to expect from anybody on this show, that was really something, it's a deeper place, a more you know thoughtful, self-aware, you know, a little heavy, a little darker than, uh, but you know, I certainly identified with it, and it was, um, it was certainly great to talk to him, the Connors airs Tuesdays on ABC, and uh, I was very happy to talk to John. Okay, now let's, let's play three chords, maybe four. Three chords, maybe four. Zoro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the U.S. Visit Z. Oh. <laughs>